How's it going, everyone? Joe Gagney here. Welcome to edition number 13. Oh my, I've done 13 of these things. God. Uh, anyway, my guest today needs a little introduction here on Joe vs. the World. He was the very first guest on this show, and he also hosts a show on his website, and we brought him back to talk some lucha. It can only be the Cubs fan. Cubs, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic right now. <laughs> Good. Is it extremely hot where you are, because it's extremely hot here in Chicago? No, in the uh, in lovely New England, it was almost a fall-like day. It was uh, warm, but a little cool breeze at the same time, so a very, a very nice day. I'm looking at thermostat right now. It's 90 degrees and it's 6 p.m., so I want to change places with you right now. Uh, that's okay. No. We'll see. So, um, yeah. what's going on in Lucha since the last time we talked, besides uh, Shocker being a Nazi now? Shocker, yeah, well, that's exciting. Um, Ray's, Ray Bucanero is apparently a pretty boy technico, which is also just as exciting. Um, and, you know, it has not a lot has gone on because the big angle they ended up running for their for CML's big show was a mid-card guy losing his mask because everything fell through. It's more what hasn't happened that's interesting. Is it more of setting up these big matches and then just having them fall apart? Yeah, like the, like how they spent about six weeks building to the L.A. Park Dr. Wagner match, which sounds like it will never happen now. There's a lot. Of, there's been billed for stuff, but there hasn't been much payoff of late. So, what happened with Park? Did he just not like the booking, and then just uh, they took off, or are they CMLL decided not to use him anymore? I, I think, from what I've heard and what I've read, is that they were going to do a title program with him and Dr. Wagner's title belt, which is the um, he's got the UWA belt, which is Connect's belt, really. It, it's a belt that he held. He's held like as many times as Jerry Lawler's held some of the Memphis titles, <laughs> and he physically own, he physically owns the belt. So he Wagner backed out of doing a title program because at some point he needs to make sure the belt gets back to connect. And so when L.A. Park realized he wasn't going to get a title when he didn't want to do anything, and all just kind of fell apart from there. Wow. Um, so, oh, go on. So, you know, titles usually aren't that important in Lucha, but because they didn't, there was no way for L.A. Park to get a win in this feud, they, it just kind of all fell apart. Wow. So what's the big uh, program right now in CMLL? Is there anything going on? There's nothing. There's no program set up yet. They brought back Paris Mall after, like, having them on the back burner and not at all for, like, the last two months. They brought them back this Friday last Friday, and then this Friday they're bringing back Mystico. So I'm thinking they haven't programmed Mystico with Black Warrior again, so they must not be going to that mass match yet. Mm. But maybe they'll be doing... Mystico and Negro Costas are technically the tag champions except they haven't done a thing with the belt since winning them, but maybe they'll do something off that for the anniversary show. Okay. And uh, Galavision's just showing AAA right now, right? Yeah, they're showing three-hour AAA shows. They're slightly more current than CML is, but they're still show, they're still mid March shows that they're airing in July. So it's not like if you went to uh, a AAA taping, you'd be completely understanding what's going on. Although I guess you yeah. never really, really <laughs> understand what's going on at AAA taping. So never mind. Have you been watching the shows? Are they are they getting any better? Because I, I I know some people think AAA is starting to um 
get a bit better in CMLL was having the shorter matches and starting a decline in quality. Yeah, CMLL has declined, but I'm, I haven't been sold on AAA yet. It's just because I can't point... I've watched it for about the two months and they've had AAA only, and there hasn't been one great match that I've been really happy to see or somewhat, someone who's in a good position who's like on their way up. There's no... They've been pushing some young guys as hot technicals who can do high flying moves, but they're they've also ex- they've also exposed themselves as guys who can only do high flying moves. They're not really complete wrestlers. It the T V itself it makes sense, but you have to work to make sense of it and you know I, I think the fans who watch this in Mexico just must have lesser standards or what they expect from a episodical episodical T V show because They'll do things like there was a big show promise of the big trader to AA, AAA is revealed. And then at the end of the show, you find out, well, we're not going to do that this week. We may do it sometime <laughs> next month. That does sound, um, yeah, it sounds I like think, AAA is a little chaotic right now. You know, I think if, that, that's the thing about their plans for expanding the U.S., wherever they turn out to be. I think maybe among Mexican fans, if they just, Go to them, and they get like stars they've known if they push octagon, or people who have been important to people who don't always watch lucha. You know, who are casual fans might know it might work, but if they're going to sell people showing up based on their television, I think even that even with people's complaints about Raw and SmackDown and such, AAA TV is much worse in those kind of storyline aspects. And it, it's not so bad that it's goofy fun. I think the people just find flaws in it and just dismiss it if they paid a lot of attention to it. Mm. Uh, what was I going to ask? I, I was, oh, what about, um, what, I, we would talk about AAA and CMLL, but what about a group like I, IWRG? Are they just kind of below the radar because they don't really have uh, like widespread TV like the two big promotions do? I think they're below the radar because they... They have slightly expanded of late. They're running a couple. They're running an arena that CMLs are on, but they're ha- seem like they're happy being um, CMLs regional outlet in um, their territory in north in just north of Mexico City. They they don't seem to have ideas of expanding to a major promotion. They they want to just pick up the pieces where CML can't get them by using CML's talent, but they don't want to do more than that. I don't think. Have you ever seen any of their product? Or? No, I've seen, I think I saw clips, but I haven't watched it. They do. They seem to do more week-to-week booking than CML, where just things take longer to develop. They have their own tiles, and they do tile programs with their own guys. But like a lot of other arenas around Mexico, they, their, main eventers, their main events usually based on uh, bringing in six CML guys and working them against each other. Mm. Yeah, I had a couple tapes of that from a few years back, and I remember the matches being um, really long, which was like, which was a positive, but it was also kind of not really bland, just maybe a bit dry. And that's kind of the the what I've heard about them. Yeah, me too. I I wish that trend of having long matches came back because yeah. um, on the Girls Del Ring show this weekend, they had Atlantis versus Ray Bucanero, which is a a single snatch coming out from a long feud and Ray's turn on Ray turning technical and leaving the Guerreros and all that. And 
when it got to TV, it became a five-minute match over three falls. Mm. And it's just disappointing to see. I mean, I wasn't expecting a five-star match out of it, but, you know, if they gave them 14 minutes, they could have done some fun stuff with it. Instead, they just kind of distilled it down to where it was finishes and big spots and not enough really to make you care. Do you think that's going to be a continuing trend for CMLL, or will they eventually go back to the longer matches? Maybe, I don't know, if business slows down a bit? If business slows down a bit, I think they will. I'm just... I'm, on the girls that are in show, I'm not sure that they, as long as that's going, that they'll hurry to make the change, because they seem to want to do more interviews, more personality pieces on that show, and then they'll add the wrestling into whatever time they have left. I think the, but I think it'll depend on how much how much TV becomes important to their business. If they feel that they need to present a product that just keeps pop that features a lot of people in a short time on TV, they'll keep it the way it is. Okay. Well, uh, we'll talk about the Lucha show you went to yesterday. But I, I kind of have a quick general question about how much mm. wrestlers make in Mexico, and I know it's probably hard to tell with the. Mm value of the peso and the guys work so many shows but if, if you're a guy like like dr wagner um like do you have a rough idea like what would they be pulling in in terms of u.s dollars you know i haven't heard a thing figure but i would expect i'm sure it, it depends from person from person because mm. we I, i've heard you know triple a guys who are in main events who make a hundred dollars but which you know compared to Someone in the U.S. would be minuscule, I think. But mm. I'm thinking the top Lucha guys probably make, I don't know, maybe as much as like a mid-level U.S. indie guy. And whenever I hear an amount quoted, it sounds like it's much less than you know, a guy with comparable experience and comparable exposure in the U.S. So a guy like Super Crazy and, and Psychosis are much, much better off in the uh, WWE, even if they're not, you know, on pay-per-views and whatnot, and they're a lower card, than they would be in Mexico working near the top of the card. Yeah, because, you know, they're also working a lesser schedule, too, for that money. Wow. And they're working, they're just, and they're not, they don't have to do as much, I would think. Wow. That just seems great. <laughs> it's funny when the WWE schedule seems preferable to anything else. Yeah, that is strange, but, you know, I'm sure those guys would probably work. Those guys would be big stars in Mexico, but, you know, big stars doesn't mean that you're going to be even pushed to the top Mm. top of the card. Super Crazy was working the third match from the top before he left CML, so he's better off. He's definitely better off, even if they don't do anything for him next month, and even if he's all right. Well, you were actually at some lucha yesterday in Chicago. Tell us about yeah. these shows. There's a couple. There may be. I don't know. There's two or three lucha pro promotions in Chicago. I I don't understand why. There just is, and a couple of them run at a building downtown on the north side in Chicago called Congress Theater. It's They've run since about like, 2003. Sometimes the promoter will do free shows and pack the building. Sometimes they'll they'll actually charge for admission and they'll get about a third of the, third of the building filled. 
this is one of those ones where they actually ask for money for people to show up. But I'm kind of, early on, they were, it was pretty cool because you got a lot of different people you, you wouldn't expect to see in Chicago or in the U.S. at all. Mm. But of late, they seem to have gone down just to the people who were easily available. Guys like Blue Demon who aren't, you know, contracted through any organization, but, you know, they're, and they're willing to to come up to anyone who wants to pay them, you know. So this is a good date for them, even compared to an indie date in Mexico. Yeah. I'm thinking they're getting more money to come to the U.S. for one date than they would in Mexico because they're the big ticket seller, and it would be... And it's just, you know, they're being brought in as a star, and all the... I'm sure all the guys on the card aren't being are getting minimum stuff, minimum mm. pay. So, how was the uh, show last night? It, there were a couple good matches, but overall, I was kind of I was I wasn't really I wasn't really interested by the end. I, a lot of it's because I've Demon has come to Chicago many times. They, mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio Senior isn't a great wrestler at this point in his career. So I'd seen the main event in parts or bits before, and I wasn't really interested to it. And there was a lot of overbooking and rough shenanigans in the undercard where they don't follow up on those kind of things, and they just kind of track the match. And, you know, it, you don't really come to a wrestling show to see two referees feuding. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to see the match, and when they kind of make things besides the wrestling, the story just becomes boring and there were a few matches where they just kind of, for no reason, decided to run a couple angles that aren't going to mean anything. Oh, wow. Who uh, who have you seen live that some big names people would know about that have come to Chicago? I've seen um, Felino and Virus was his, um, Ray and Ultimo one time. That was pretty awesome. They, wow. It was in a gym in Aurora with about 50 people, so it was completely, <laughs> completely weird. Um, I've seen... Well, earlier this year, they had, a, at the same building, they had, um, at the Commerce Theater, they had L.A. Park and Mystico teaming up against Dr. Wagner and Ray Mysterio. And I've seen that, and I've seen the Dragon Gate six-man from Chicago Ridge earlier in March that everyone talks about. And I actually enjoyed the Lucha Tag match more. Really? It may have been because, you know, how often I go, because I know who Mystico and I know who those guys are, and... The Dragon Gate guys were six guys. I kind of did not all knew, but it was cool seeing them live in person. Um, who else have I seen? I've seen the Volanos. I've seen, you know, at, at the beginning they brought in more of CML talent or just or people who were more names. Now it seems more that we're seeing Blue Demon over and over again. Yeah. But they're promising, they're pro- they always promise that X and Y will show up in this month, and they don't often live up to that promise or something happens. It's, you know, if, if people are familiar with um, the IWA Mid-South promotion mm-hmm. and, and its habit of doing its best effort to bring in people and then something happens the day before, it's kind of a similar situation. Oh, okay. Well, uh, why don't we go over uh, the card if you have the results in front of you? Uh, actually, I don't. Oh, okay. But, I believe I uh, 
I can access them, I believe. The opener uh, was, uh, the opener was kind of very backyardish. Yeah, I heard there was, um, Pato Loco and someone against Inhale de la Muerte and another question mark. Yeah, it was just, you know, two, it was just two guys who may have been friends with someone who, and they said, okay, do you want to wrestle? And they said, yes. And that's pretty much all the thought that went into it. They just did their spots that they knew and then they went home. Went home early because they just kind of did a one fall and a three fall match and left. So are, uh, Pato Loco and Angel de la Muerte, are they local guys? or? Angel de la Muerte is a guy I've seen on the Lucha shows. He's, so he's a regular of some sort. Pato Loco, I don't know. It was the first time I've seen him. He's a duck. He's a crazy duck. <laughs> <laughs> he had a duck mask. It was pretty cool, I thought. So he has a mask with like a, a bill on it? Yes, yeah, a bill and big googly eyes. Oh, wow. I don't know how he's seeing out of it, but it's it's a great looking thing. Well, he's, he's local. Yeah, he's loco, and he's got um, a duck outfit with overalls, and you know he's got a picture of himself with sunglasses on the side of his outfit. It looks good, but he's just not there as a worker. I have a new favorite wrestler. Yes, he's Actually, a crazy no, duck. It just got replaced because uh, match two had a man named Acid Jazz teaming with Danny Daniels over Justin Adams and Larry Havoc, and it sounds like these were some trainees for uh, Danny Daniels that they just had a match. Yeah. SHS is a long-time Windy City Pro Wrestler. Um, it's the inner city promote. That's the inner city promotion that um, Chris Daniels came from long ago. Although I think he actually got good by going elsewhere. <laughs> um, at, there's a lot of um, high-flying guys on the Chicago Indie scene, but the deal is that with the Windy City guys is that they're only allowed to work in their promotion. So SHS is a talented guy, but no one really hears about him because he's only allowed to work one place. Or was that was the situation last time I checked. Um, the match was a complete indie match. It was a U.S. indie match on a lucha show, so it didn't fit at all, and they did a finish with a Tombstone. I don't know, it was Oops. just a normal pile driver and counted for the pin. What's I just thought... <laughs> <laughs> like, they either they have no idea what lucha is, and then that makes them very bad trainers and trainees, or they just didn't care, which makes it actually worse. But... Awesome. I think we could just skip that one. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Does Acid Jazz have a, a mask, or is he just a man named Acid Jazz? Yeah, he's a, a young, um, short African American man with okay. um, acid on one side and jazz on the other side of his tights. And yeah, he's he's a high flyer, but in this match he was acting as Rudo, and he was pretty good at it. The crowd really got into booing him, and that's okay. You know, you always like to see that. Sure. All right, match three had Yakuza, Amenza de Siglo, and Angel Dorado beating Angel Dorado, which I guess is a different man, Isaac yeah. Velazquez, and Bill Factor. <laughs> I don't think his name was actually Bill Factor, but it was either oh. that. When, when I was trying to figure out what the ring announcer was saying, because the program they gave actually didn't have any matches that were actually on the show. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but... but it was either Bill Factor or X Factor, and he did not look like Xbox, so <laughs> I just kind of had to go <laughs> with my other guy. Bill Factor it is. True. And it is a mask guy named Bill Factor, so I don't think it works at all. <laughs> uh, it's like an accounting gimmick or something, I don't know. Oh, that's tremendous. Um, 
So this was the first actual Lucha match on the show. It was even okay. the trios match, which I appreciate because the original lineup had no trios matches, and I thought that was kind of dumb for a Lucha show. And they did all the classic Lucha spots. They did all the last Lucha spots you could remember, and they just... And it was good. It didn't, they weren't great or anything, but they always, you know, were doing Lucha at a competent level, which was better than the first two matches. The last fall kind of broke down because the Rudos were doing... I'm guessing a spot they saw on TV one time that was pretty cool, where they switched the mask on the technical, so one had one mask and the other had another mask, and it really didn't lead anything. But then they did another spot where one of the Rudos took off his mask. He had another one underneath. And he took his normal mask and put it on the unmasked Valguez and then stick the technicals on him because the technicals thought their partner was actually a Rudo because he had a Rudo mask on him. Oh. Does it make any sense at all? <laughs> even though, even though he still had like the same pants on and what? Even though he has the same pants on, he doesn't, you know, different body type. They thought, right. well, God, it has a mask. It's got to be him. So they maybe beat down the part. They beat down the partner, and then the Rudo should just beat all three of them. Maybe they thought the Rudo took the Technico's pants and uh, <laughs> still had his mask on. I don't know. But... The crazy shenanigans were going on, I guess, in their mind. <laughs> yes. So, what about Yakuza? Was this a Japanese man or just a? A man who likes Japanese men, I guess. Okay. I mean, Japanese gimmicks. I mean, it implies something. Yeah, that You're lucky no one makes drops for this show, or uh, yeah. that would be a or, good one. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Match uh, four, we had Aguila del America beating SWAT Cat and Ryo Laser. Yeah, it was a triangle match, but it was actually a five-man match because we had a Rudo referee and a Rudo referee that appeared, and they were feuding during the match, and they were attacking the wrestlers and such. <laughs> <laughs> oh so that was just great fun. Angel is a Del America is actually a fun guy, a fun wrestler. He's worked. They've had him work in the main event when they brought other people in, and they've only had an odd number or whatever. Okay. He's uh, he's doing the evil soccer player gimmick. America's one of the Mexican league teams, and I guess oh. he's a hated. <laughs> it's a hated team. Okay. Because no one likes. There's no American fans who stick up for him when he comes out. They all everyone boos him. Oh. So he must be like the Yankees of the soccer. I don't know, Great. but yeah, but he really didn't show much. Another the two really got to show much because it was all like a backdrop for the reparation shenanigans. Uh, it, it was a triangle match, but they did elimination elimination. So Rayo Laser got got eliminated by uh, low blow by um, Aguilar, where the rest saw it and said, "Eh." I don't care. <laughs> and then SWAT Cat got eliminated by a low blow from the referee. <laughs> wow. So it was just, and then they did 10 minutes of mask and hair challenges, and I was really, should have just gone up and got some popcorn during this, but I don't yeah. know. It was my mistake. <laughs> Wasn't SWAT Cat like a cartoon show? Like Yes, and I think the gimmick is based on that vaguely. It looks that way. Oh, I didn't watch the cartoon, but, you know, I've seen the picture, and I think it is. That's it's very just, yeah. obscure, but... You know, I guess if you, you could have gone with a Transformer gimmick, but, you know, that would seem to require more costume. There was already a Pathfinder in uh, AAA, so... Yeah. He broke down. That was not a Transformer gimmick, but he did yeah. have the name. Anyway, uh, Match 5, we had Mini Charlie Manson and Lancer Dos Mil mm-hmm. beating Gringo Loco and Guerrito del Futuro. This is a minis match, I would presume? Should have been, but it kind of wasn't. They kind of, they don't really have enough minis to have a mini match. Usually, <laughs> they bring in like um, mini guy from the uh, from Mexico to fill out the match, 
but this time they had Lancer 2000 and um, Time Page were our normal shot size indie guys. So it really was too many guys working with your normal guys, kind of. But it was, but all four, all four can go to some extent. Uh, Mini Charlie Manson, Time Page, and the best. They work some normal independence besides the Lucha shows. At least they started to, and the both Time Page has been like a highlight of some of these shows, and this was the best match here. Okay, oh, nothing to make fun of. Yeah, it was actually a good match, and it got the crowd booing Gringo Loco, and it um and they were really up for the comeback, and it was good work, and you know it was actually a good match. I was happy. All right, then we had the main event: uh, Huracan Ramirez Jr. and Blue Damon Jr. beating Rey Mysterio and Archangel De La Muerte by DQ. Yeah, it's it's weird how the one guy they can get. I like Archangel, but it's just weird that that's the one guy they bring it. The one guy from CML they would bring in. Mm. Um, but it, they last time this promotion did a show, they they did an angle where Ray and Demon were teaming, and then they the team broke apart in the third fall, and they both got beat. So now they're feuding, and that was just the story of this match where they fought. Ray, Demon got the first fall. Ray brought in a chair and got to use it as much as he wanted for the, the second fall win, and then Demon snuck a pinfall. The third, well, third fall finish was confusing. It was Ray Hill, Lobo, and Demon. Both referees were down, so they both had taken rough bumps. Okay. <laughs> Ray, Ray Hill, Lobo, and Demon. Archangel came in, took the, the limp's ref's arm, and slapped to the mat three times, and Ray... And Archangel thought, well, that means they won, just the rough coming three times. Sure. The second rough comes in, he looks at the situation, he starts to raise a mysterious hand, and then he decides, no, I didn't see anything that happened, the demon must have won this match. <laughs> and raised demon's hand. Wow. It was that's, quite the finish. That's, um, yeah. That's triple that's A ready right there. Yeah. I guess so. When Rey Mysterio comes out, the little kids think like like Rey Mysterio Jr. is going to be there, and then they wonder, who's this old guy? You know, I, I didn't think that was going to happen this time. Because you know, great American Bachelor last night that, that they kind of should have known. Yeah. But the way they put his face on the posters, that you just put, he's still wearing his mask, and they just show his face. So if you don't know, you could still think that it was Rey Mysterio. And there were, I did see some people seem kind of surprised that Rey Mysterio like, gained about 150 pounds on <laughs> <since> Friday. <laughs> he had doubled in size since... Uh... He, had doubled, he, he had bloated up a little bit. <laughs> he must have had uh, uh, his liver enzyme levels. Were yeah, very, off. very elevated. Very, very <laughs> elevated. Did, did they tape these shows, or...? You know, they taped the show with Mystico and Wagner and Park and Bucanero and in January, and then they said oh, they were going to tape the other shows, but I did not see a camera last night, so let's say some very good hidden ones. I don't know what, they, what they're doing now. This sounds like a mythic show if it ever made tape. The, the triangle match would be quite the highlight if someone... Yes. If people would be amused by the badness and then get bored by the badness by the end, yeah. but I think, I think it would be good on YouTube. I see. So, uh, sounds like quite the show. Uh, do they have any shows coming up in the future? Well, see, post the main event, they did a whole big back and forth between Mysterio and Demon, including having a singles match between them that lasted 15 seconds, and Demon got sunset flip for the win. Wow. 
they've done that spot like four times on the this building already. <laughs> but I guess the idea is that they're going to do a mass versus mass match at some point, which would be quite incredible since, you know, Ray kind of lost masks 18 years ago or whenever. Well, does he have any but, hair? He could put that up. We don't know because he's got the mask on. So oh, I would okay. hope he would have hair, but, uh, you know. But it's just, I think they're doing a single program. That's what they actually first promoted for the show, and then they changed their mind and did a tag one. So who knows? Wow. So, well, you are very fortunate to get to see Lucha live. Have you ever thought of making a, a pilgrimage to Mexico City with, like, Steve Sims or something and going to Arena Mexico to see a show? Or are you content having guys come to you, even if they're not uh, the the biggest names? You know, I'd like to go at some time, I think, but I just, I have no so little Spanish, and I have no familiarity with Mexico that, I don't know that it would be the best idea to go on my own, and I haven't found anyone this interested in going with me. It would just be... It it, it, it would be fun, but it's a lot to do on your own, I would think. Yeah, I would agree. All right, well, I'm going to ask this question to you. I'd ask it to Brian Alvarez about... We, we'd pass the halfway point of the year, and asking about who the... Um, Wrestler of the Year would be, and given the state of the business worldwide, do you think the Wrestler of the Year should come from Mexico? I think it's as good a choice as any, because obviously, if you've been watching attendance, that Mexico has meant a great deal, and there's a well meant a great deal, too, because once they came back last week, the attendance and the crowd reactions went up in Mexico City, and there were a lot of people with their shirts. So, but it's Mexico really is lacking a big moment from this year where you could say this is the this match is the reason why he's the top guy. Most of his really good stuff with Averno came last year, and they haven't had the payoff to the Black Warrior stuff. If that happened before the end of the year, you would think, and they drew a record house or a huge house, you think that would be enough to put him over the top. But right now, it's just there's no. There's no one standing out from the pack, and there's plenty of time for it to change. Okay, so you think there's kind of a, a lot of guys who contribute, and that may hurt one yeah. person's chances of... Yeah, because it's it's tough. Because Paraguayo and his faction are so strong, you can't single-handedly say Mexico is booming the business by himself, hmm. and vice versa. It's just... There's no one person that the promotion is centered around either, so you can't point out one person. You can't you can't point out one person to exclusion of the other people. They're not separated sure. enough. Okay, and what can we look forward to for Lucha for the remainder of uh, 2006? There should be. It's just so uncertain because every time they make a, they take two steps, they take one step in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking AAA should have some. It sounds like they did their big mass match, match, match with um, Parka and Morte Cybernetica, so they don't really have another direction set up. But I guess the big thing will look for their Cybernetica going coming back, and from an, he's got a knee injury right now, and seeing how everyone how they run their top angles around that. They're, they don't see to be setting up for another big match. There was long ago talk about doing an octagon for Zergura mass match, but that mm-hmm. seems to have disappeared. Um, in CML, 
it sounds like that Liz Mark is hanging around to lose his mask, so you would think sometime in the next few months they'll do that match. And then Mystical Black Warrior, you would think they would do before the end of the year sometime. But they haven't given the way, they haven't strongly hinted in any specific direction right now. They're just kind of going week by week and hanging around. Do you think uh, Dr. Wagner will ever lose his mask? He'll, he'll be able to get the payday he wants, or he'll settle for a good payday before he goes? I think he will, although I think he'll lose his mask, but it may take a while before. He may take his value going down before he actually can, before he actually does it. I think he, he may even, you know, take some time off and come back for one last run to do a mask match. I think he, he seems like a guy with, who sees the value, who sees the value in losing the mask more than going to his grave wearing his mask. Mm. So I think if, as long as he's able and, as long as he's able to one day lose it, I just don't think he's working on a time frame right now since there's no real easy opening for it. Okay, well, that's all the Lucha talk I had, unless you had anything else. No, that's about it for me. All right, why don't you uh, plug away uh, anything you want? (laughs) If you're listening to this, you already know everything I have to plug. Um, Go see the Lucha Wiki because we've got like five, we've got over a thousand profiles now or something. But really, I think you anyone listening to this who doesn't already visit my stuff is not going to visit my stuff. So I guess not. who are you? I was uh, I was visiting the Lucha Wiki today and I was going through the profiles and I saw the greatest thing that was from Maniac Cop. Mm-hmm. That was just—it's just so part. It's, it's a man in a police outfit with with a skull mask and a policeman's hat on. I'm like, that's that's so perfect. That's Lucha right there. Yeah. I, I, I like all those weird cop gimmicks they, that it seems like they came from IWRG. Like the, yeah. like the pig who's a cop because <laughs> cops are pigs. That's just great inspired stuff. Who is that? I have to look that up. Uh, it's like Paul Zahn or something. Oh, wow. But it just... <laughs> <sighs> that is... They have some great, you know. I, I hope I, I hope the the um, Paco Loco gets good because I want to see him in his duck outfit with his duck mask a lot more. Because the silly stuff like that, yeah, enjoyable stuff about Lucha. They can bring in Maniac Cop to a feud with him. Yes. Or the pig. Yes. Uh, the pig uh, versus the duck. Yeah, there great. you go. That's yeah. That's uh. Wow. All right. Well, I, I guess that's everything. We will yeah. definitely have you on again uh, very, very soon to talk Lucha. It's always fun. Mm-hmm. And um, any final words? No. Nah. No? Okay. Well, I remind everyone we have a full archive of shows at thecubsfan.com. And if you like what you hear, please tell your friends or tell your enemies. Tell anyone, really. And I'll be back at some point with a show. I uh, haven't thought that far ahead, but I have, I have some ideas. We'll be back, and I want to thank everyone for listening, and like I said, I'll talk to you real soon.